Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Small Business Britain podcast. This week, we are talking about how, as business owners, we can be more inclusive and supportive of the LGBTQI community. We are joined by G, the co-founder of The Queer Box, which is a company offering gender, sexuality and relationship diversity training for businesses of any size. There is often a lot of fear around getting things wrong, but as you will hear in this chat, getting it wrong as long as the intentions and the learnings are good is a lot better than doing nothing. It's a deeply fascinating chat and G shares tips that all business owners can implement straight away, which would open themselves up to a brand new audience. Hope you enjoy. So hi and welcome to the latest Small Business Britain podcast. I am very excited to be joined today by G Sabini Roberts, who is the founder of The Queer Box and also a small business owner and runs Gina.Design, which is a design agency. <laughs> G is here today to talk to us about gender, sexuality and relationship diversity training for businesses, which is a hugely important topic. So, you know, if you are not supportive of the LGBTQ community, then you really are falling behind. But I do understand as well that there is a lot of nervousness around it about getting it right, getting the wording right. So this is why G is here today. So huge thank you, G. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Could you tell us a little bit um, about the queer box why it started it all started with a, a facebook <laughs> it post, did I believe. it was one of these wonderfully organic things um so just to start off i am non-binary myself i'm queer so i have lived this reality my entire adult life so this is just my normal um mm. and i don't shy away from it and i'm quite open about this on social media when i'm just everywhere i, I i'm out everywhere and i made a post now a month or so back and it was a bit of a rant, to be honest. Mm. I was just a bit annoyed because I am continually invited to women's groups, women's Facebook groups. I um, I'm a, I was assigned female at birth, which is the terminology we use to somebody who, you know, you're born, the doctor looks at you and says, that's a girl. That was one, <laughs> I'm one of those. And as a result, and I had a female name, Gina, for a long time. In fact, that's still the name of my business. And... People would all just assume female. As soon as you're in my world and you read my posts and you connect with me, it becomes blatantly obvious that I'm not. I don't, I always talk about that, but mm. people weren't getting it. And so there were a number of ways it would go. One is they'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, didn't realize. And they were clearly just, they just ticked every female name they could see on their list and invited everybody. So that's what they do. So be it. Then there were the people who say, oh, right. But you know what? I'd really like you in the group anyway. Can you come in anyway? Because it's a really open group. We'd love to have you in there. And that's where things get problematic because then, mm. assuming I like the person and I think the content's going to be relevant, I turn up. And then the content is all about, hey, ladies, let's talk about this thing today. Right, okay. Which isn't me. And that's much worse than just deciding not to be in the group in the first place. So if someone's actually made the effort to say, yes, you're welcome here, and then has made zero attempt to make sure that that is an inclusive and welcoming space, yeah. then it just gets on my nelly a bit. So I made a post, had a bit of a rant, and it blew up, as these things occasionally do. Yeah. I, I was not expecting the response, but it went bonkers. Um, I ended up being interviewed on the BBC. I got in the press about it. It just became this huge, big thing. 
it ultimately triggered me to get off my bum and actually properly deed pull my name and take my old gender off there um, because I hadn't bothered for a long time because in a lot of ways it hadn't mattered. But right. suddenly, now that I was getting all this public attention, it did matter. Um, so it just kind of grew. And then I got together with, with my two partners, um, mm-hmm. Ruth and Robin, as in romantic relationship partners. Ruth is already in my other business with me. Uh, she's the financial director of that. Uh, but Robin, we haven't worked with professionally before. But between us, we have a very interesting scale set in terms of community involvement, um, activism, all that kind of stuff. And we set up the Queer Box. It was entirely accidental. I made a post, I had a rant, and yeah. it blew up. Isn't it interesting how s- something can just mm. trigger and open a door that you didn't even know was there? So tell people that have never heard about the Queer Box, what is it and what does it do? We provide training on sexuality, gender, and relationship diversity for businesses. So anybody who's running a business who wants to make sure that their business is open and accepting and supportive of the LGBTQ plus community, we can help them to do that. And we do that either by auditing what they have, auditing their websites and their texts and their forms and giving them feedback, or we provide in-person training either online or actually if the world ever opens up again in person uh, to them, to their staff teams, to whoever it is, just to help people become more aware of what it means to be inclusive. Of course. And what have you noticed that have been the biggest roadblocks? Is it is it lack of education? Is it people are a bit f- scared? They just don't know quite what to do? It generally is fear. For the most part, right. everybody wants to be inclusive. No, very few people actively want to discriminate against anybody. And ultimately, it doesn't make commercial sense anyway. Why would you choose yeah. to exclude a whole community of people? But unless you are familiar with the LGBTQ community, it can be really challenging to Mm. know how to do it right. There is a lot of fear. People don't want to accidentally offend. They don't want to get it wrong. And the reaction in that way tends to actually lead to inaction rather than seeking ways to actually be educated in how you can do it. So this is why it's grown so quickly is... I think people want to be, people want to be inclusive. They don't want to exclude anybody, but they don't quite know how and they don't want to mess it up. Yeah. So people, rather than do it and maybe do it wrong, they don't do anything at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, how, obviously you go into businesses, do you help business owners large and small? Is it very varied in terms of? It's already very varied. Uh, We're still Mm. early days in this business. It's only been in the last couple of months. So so we're still new in business terms, but we've already got clients starting from a a sole trader all the way up to a a software development company that has over a hundred staff. So it's a mixture Um, And for those people, we are developing training where individuals can just come on board for themselves. So if you are a sole trader, if it's just you, rather than you having to book on a bespoke training course, we're in Mm. the process of setting up webinars so people can come and join in on that as and when they choose to. And then we've also got bespoke training for the bigger companies that is more specific to their particular needs, what their customer service team might need to understand as opposed to their 
internal tech team, for example. Yeah. So it's almost like when you're starting a business, this should be part of your checklist. Absolutely. Really, before you've even, like, it's like, right, my website, my marketing, my, you know, my language. Because it is your audience, isn't it? You need to speak in the right way. And we do all this work on our our brand language and development. You know, this needs to be a huge part of it, doesn't it? But I think, like you've touched on just now, people just didn't know where to go and and where to find that information. And the language really matters. It's so simple. But I can tell straight away, if I go to a business and I can see that they give an, a space where I can put in my own pro- pronoun, for example. Right. Or if they actually say somewhere that we are an LGBTQ-friendly organisation, then I'm included. I'm happy. I'm yeah. there. If I go somewhere and I sign up and I can only choose between male or female, then immediately I'm already excluded you already have mm. pushed me away. You've shown me that that you have no awareness, or even if you do, you haven't implemented it. So that's a real big thing. And one of the things I find a lot of people accidentally make a mistake with is huge gender generalizations. So, mm. for example, um, the world is beginning to change in this way, but let's say we're talking about feminine hygiene products. That yeah. market is people who menstruate some of those people are trans men there are also a lot of women who for all kinds of reasons maybe they're postmenopausal or or whatever they're on forms Mm. of birth control they don't menstruate so if you are if, if a supplier of those products is targeting women then they're aiming at a whole load of people that they don't need to aim at and they're missing off a whole subsection of people, all of those non-binary people who menstruate, yeah. who still need to buy that stuff. And are just feeling awkward as anything, having to go in the very female-led aisle yeah. in the shop or the marketing yeah. or the... Yeah. yeah. So it's quite short-sighted almost to to not have awareness in this world, isn't it? For From a business perspective, even from a commercial perspective, they could be making more money. You know, let's be yeah. you know honest it's about it. It's actually been studied. There's a, an article in the Financial Times that has actually now had evidence that businesses that are openly LGBTQ inclusive are more profitable than those that are not. So you're missing a trick. Absolutely. If you're not, let's be yeah. fair. In so many ways. So, you know, I'm business owner sat here you know I've maybe got five stuff and we were chatting about this you know businesses scale up so quickly at the moment Mm -hmm. um that you know people have maybe started on their own or with their mate and then suddenly they're hiring staff or they're they're you know having a a network of suppliers that they they need to learn how to have relationships with and how to talk to in the right way what tips would you give people if you've got any that you could share um of how to get started what you know you were saying the simple changes people can implement straight away absolutely so the first one is all about the assumptions that people make and I have lost count of the number of times that people have said to me oh is will your husband be joining us or you know they they refer to they make assumptions about the gender of the person I might be in a partnership with Um, right they may make all kinds of other assumptions about things and that's where the problem lies because you cut people out so the first thing is to make sure that you always use gender neutral terms not just if you don't know the person so if someone's okay. saying oh I want to bring my partner then you refer to them as a they if their partner's standing next to them wearing a dress it doesn't mean that they use she okay so you cannot tell just by looking at a person how they identify in gender terms 
So until you've actually said, oh, do you mind telling me what your pronouns are? Yeah. Or until somebody has referred to them and you know that that's accurate, then you can't assume it. And do you find that wouldn't most people be open to being asked that question? Increasingly, yes. I made a post recently, which again, got an awful lot of traction. And it was a really simple suggestion for anybody. This is literally anybody, Mm. particularly if you are a cis person, as in you identify with the gender that you were assigned at birth. And I would love it if as many people who are cis actually stated their pronouns. Mm. If you, Karen Pott, she slash her, on the end of your your profiles on things, if you list that in your information, if it's simply present, what you're doing by doing that is normalizing the specifying of a gender. For people like myself who use they, their pronouns, I Mm. have to specify that because otherwise people will assume one of two choices. People don't think it's a question worth asking because they assume it's not actually relevant. But if as many cis people as possible could start to include that, just, and this is for everybody in your personal life as well as your business life, it becomes normal to say, oh, yeah, my name's Peter and I use he pronouns. And then for me to say I'm G and I use they pronouns is just as normal as anybody else. It's about normalizing that process and making it as inclusive as possible. So that's, that's just a personal thing. That's actually outside of business. And that's so simple. It really is. Yeah. But if you make a point of saying that then just you doing that will show to somebody who's non-binary who comes and looks at your profile on LinkedIn for example Mm. oh this person understands that specifying gender matters you are demonstrating in that one small action that you care and you understand and you are open and accepting you are inclusive and you've taken the time to understand and learn because you know it's talking to you is so fascinating because you know I'm not in this world and I want to learn and I think a lot of the audience that are listening at the moment want to learn and what can we Mm do like you were saying before people don't mind if you make a mistake as long as it's absolutely not that's a really important point people are terrified of getting it wrong but that's Mm. normal particularly if You actually knew somebody in a previous name, a previous identity, because you've got a sense of them. And I know it's recently happened to me. Uh, One of my family members recently came out as non-binary. And I, in conversation with their mom, who's my cousin, um, Mm. have occasionally slipped up. And go, oh, even I do it. I've been living this my entire life. Mm. It's part of the process. The thing to do when that happens is just to acknowledge it. If you don't acknowledge it, then it sounds as though you don't care. You're just whitewashing over it. Oh, I got it wrong. I'm just going to carry on and pretend no one noticed. I promise you that person noticed. But simply by saying, oh, sorry, I'm moving on. I do know. That's it. That's all you need to do and move on. And it's okay. It's completely okay. And we would really appreciate that acknowledgement as well. Okay. So as business owners, it, it's like as long as the intention is good and you, the want is there, it's fine if you mess up a few yeah, times yeah. getting getting yeah. there. But as long as you just keep trying and are open about it, it's yeah. brilliant. There's a, another aspect here that people can do, and that is to to check. We do this within the queer box. We will audit, audit people's mm. paperwork, but you're quite able to do that yourself. Check the forms you've got. Do you have a contact form on your website? Does it have a titles box? Does it have an option mm. for people who aren't 
a Mr. or a Mrs. or a Ms. You know, does, does it include that? Do you give a space for people to actually say what their pronouns are? Mm. Firstly, you may not need that. It may not be relevant to what you do. But if it is and that's important to what you offer to the world, then yes, make sure it's in there. Check that that's check that that's there absolutely the other side of it is thinking about your 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 your, not just your clients and your customers but your staff yeah actually having a policy within an organization once you're at a point where you have a group of staff Mm. if at any given time one of those staff members comes and says actually i'm going to transition you need to be able to manage that within all of your processes you need to feel comfortable talking to the rest of your staff team and saying we as a company are supporting this person and we'd really mm. appreciate it if you would now call them by the, this name and use these pronouns for them. It's so huge, isn't it? It's and huge. I suppose as well, seeing a company that is openly supportive and educated in this world, how appealing are they to go work for as Absolutely. well? You know, it's a, it's again, it's a bit of a win-win, isn't it? Because it's, you know, it's not even appealing to that community. It's appealing to everybody because it shows their foresight and their desire to to be inclusive which everybody loves don't they it really does yeah Mm, fantastic so small business owners so you know you were talking about the forms the the language Mm -hmm. um the staff you know is there anything else that they can they can be doing obviously book a session with you oh yeah absolutely (laughs) feel free to come and look us up and and come and sign up some training that's that would be brilliant but there, there is a lot that you can do saying things having something in your equality statement if you have a mission statement or an equality statement or a little bit of information in the footer of your website that explains you as a company and your ethos then simply mention that you are lgbtq plus friendly and yeah stick that in there along with all of the other things that you should be accepting and open to as well pop it in there include it in things talk about it Talk about the fact that you, if you are changing policies, if you are actively making a choice to, for example, change the forms on your website, you know what's brilliant Mm. is make a social post about that. Tell the world that you as a business are evolving and you are open and you are accepting and you are part of the march forward. And that will, just as a... It's huge, isn't it? And take people on the journey. And even if you are sat here now going gosh, we're really not doing any of that. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But if you want to, explain why and say, you know, we are doing this now and this is, you know, we've had our eyes opened a little bit. Or like you, we were saying before, I was a bit scared. I didn't want to get it wrong. I didn't want repercussions. But actually now I feel, you know, yeah. someone's almost holding my hand a little bit to, yeah. to do it. Yeah, and, and just remembering mm. that everyone you meet, you, you just simply can't assume. It's just the assumption at the end of the day. What's the phrase? What was it? Assumption makes an ass out of you and me. Is that what we learned at school? Assume, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's it the makes one. an ass. You should never assume anything, should you? <laughs> You're absolutely right. Absolutely. It's, it's very true. It, it's very true. It's very true. You are listening to the Small Business Britain podcast with me, Karen Campbell. There is one more little point that I can add into the mix here, and that is particularly when it comes to people's names and pronouns and titles. There are going to be some businesses where you need to know somebody's legal information. Maybe it's your financial business or a, a, a travel company and you need to see people's passports. It's important to recognize that sometimes because of the way the transition process works and how long it can take to jump through the relevant hoops, sometimes people's actual identity, who they choose to be known as, 
can differ on their legal right. paperwork. So, so your passport name can be very different. To potentially, potentially yeah. it could be. It, it, there are lots of reasons why that could be the case. It could be that someone's got divorced. It could be that somebody is actually trying to move away from a painful history and has changed their name but hasn't caught mm. up legally. So it's not just a gender thing. It's simply recognising that for a lot of reasons, people may live by a name that doesn't match their legal documentation. And if you are in a business where you need to know both of those things, then actually saying, we will address you by your preferred name, apart from in those situations where we actually need your legal yeah. documents. But we, we we acknowledge that actually you prefer to be called Karen and the fact that in the past you used to be called Kenneth doesn't bother us in the slightest. But if the paperwork says it, we'll just deal with it quietly. That's a really interesting point, isn't it? Because obviously, like you said, it's not... An overnight process, is it, This these things? So, it's not at Yeah, all. they can go on it's for years. And there can be many, many reasons, and you don't actually need to know the reasons, but simply recognising that that can happen to your customers yeah. and, and making sure that your staff also all adhere to that. So when they're dealing with customers, they will go by the preferred name yeah. of the individual. And it's courtesy, it, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. It really is. It's really simple stuff. Mm. But stuff that can make such an impact as well isn't it and Massively and what is so yeah. lovely we were chatting about this earlier actually um small business owners have the one brilliant thing well a lot of brilliant things because they're amazing mm-hmm. um that they can make change happen very quickly whereas if you're in these yes. big corporate machines you have to have meetings about meetings don't you and then everybody has to sign everything <laughs> then you forgot what you're having a meeting about um very yeah true. so you know whereas at least these small business owners if they you know have listened to this and said you know what we need to do something about this it can happen next week which is wonderful absolutely so you yeah. know it's it's you know we implore you to to think well and, and make these changes because why wouldn't you <laughs> there's no reason why you wouldn't live there Completely. Yeah. It's been really interesting for me actually setting up the Queer Box as a business and doing some of that research and discovering that it genuinely does make a difference to your bottom yeah. line. The the facts are there. The figures are there. You can go look this well, stuff up. It's a massive audience, isn't it? I mean, why would you not yeah. cater for, you know, I just don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. completely. And it, it is a huge audience. And if I can promise you that the community links within the LGBT community mm-hmm. are strong. Yeah. If I have a positive experience with a business that has been inclusive and mm. welcoming and has just got it sussed and has treated me respectfully, then I am going to shout about that business because I promise you those experiences are still fairly rare. Oh gosh, I get misgendered and misnamed all the time. Yeah. So when someone gets it right, bit, it really matters. Yeah, it's huge. And I will, I will shout about that and I will celebrate that and I will tell all my friends about that. And you'll find that is the same across the community. We have spent all of us, our lives being, experiencing prejudice. Mm. You know, when I was a youngster and I came out, I came out when I was 15, mm. um, the age of consent was different. Uh, there was no legal recognition for same-sex partnerships. Gosh. Um, my first partner, finally finally that, that came out, we could have civil partnerships, so I was able to register as a civil partner with my, my first spouse. Uh, we divorced, and now I was able to marry mm. my now wife. Yeah. So that has evolved. When I had my first child, my partner, we had to actually go through step-parent adoption for us both Gosh. to be legal parents of our own child the other parent who had been there from the moment of conception yeah. could not go on the birth certificate without us actually having to go through all of the social you know, social services mess and faff to adopt 
our own child. You've, you know, and you've just gone through having a child, the emotional heartache that that goes with. Yeah, we had we had to register for uh, you know per, uh, a parental recognition agreement, all of those kinds of things. Uh, we had to sort all of that out. Whereas, literally, just three and a half years later, I had my second mm. child. The law had caught up a little bit, and we both just went straight on the birth certificate. So I have lived through the crest of this wave throughout my life mm. as we've gradually become more and more accepted yeah. and are just a part of life. And at the end of the day, we are nobody's any different. We're all just human. But we're now fortunately at a point where because everybody sees us as equal, because we have now got that recognition, mm. actually everyone needs to catch up. Yes. And it's quite glaringly obvious when you don't, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it's fascinating, and thank you for educating me and us this morning. It's brilliant. What? Um, oh, thank you for having me on. What? So obviously, the queer box quite new. Um, mm-hmm. What are your future plans? Where do you see it going? Oh well, I suppose if we take this to to the end point, uh, we see ourselves doing ourselves out of business because everybody is educated and accepting. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, there'll come a point where we won't be needed, which is a and good that day. Will be brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. But until that point, we're going to keep offering training and advice and support to any business owner that wants to get, get it right, board, who wants to be inclusive mm. and accepting and is happy to promote that. Fabulous. We are there and we will support you in that. Yeah. 100%. Amazing. And how are you doing? Because obviously you, you're wearing a few hats at the minute. You've got, you've got your own business <laughs> over here. You've got family. You've got, oh my gosh. How are you juggling it yes. all at the moment? Oh, it's busy. It's busy. I, I literally, uh, later today, I'm going to be interviewing for a business manager to help carry the weight of some of this. So we're, we're growing rapidly as well. Um, you know, my other business, the design agency, that has also grown a lot this year. We've doubled in size oh, this year. Oh, congratulations. So the, it's just very busy. So we're we're recruiting a bigger team to be able to manage that as we move forward. And the two businesses are just going to keep walking hand in hand for the time being. And fabulous that's fine it keeps me out of mischief it's one of the joys of of the small business world is we all have something in common and that is we are all working our butts off <laughs> to make life better for ourselves and all of the people we work mm. with it's a collective yeah. movement of people who are well-intentioned and are willing to put the graft in to make their own lives and the lives of the people they love and the lives of the people they work for better it's Definitely. just in there. It's a different breed, I think, a, a business owner, isn't it? You have to be built in a certain way a bit. You know, you have to have that resilience, don't you? Yeah, and that that yeah. desire to do what feels right, because clearly staying in that corporate job didn't feel right. Yeah, exactly. That, that strength, oh, you're the barriers yeah, you that faced. strength of character mm. to actually stand up and say, actually, no, I'm going to go and do it my way. That says yeah. something about the person that is also often reflected in how they choose to manage this kind of situation and how inclusive they are and and how they view the world generally. Yeah, Yeah, just don't be afraid. I think that's the key one. I think you you completely hit it on the head, it's fear. And I think, you know, I'm speaking from personal experience, I think people are so frightened of getting it wrong that they don't do anything. So, you know, just to have your almost permission... (laughs) That we can we can mess up a little bit if the as long as the intentions it's there. Absolutely fine. If the intentions there and yeah. you you correct your mistakes when you make them. Yeah. It's all fine. Yeah. It's all fine. Brilliant. Thank you, G, for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Karen. Hugely appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. 
What an immensely fascinating chat with G. A huge thank you for joining us and telling us all about the Queer Box and what business owners can do to support inclusivity. Please do check out the Queer Box at thequeerbox.co.uk and please do share and support this podcast as much as you can. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time. The Small Business Britain podcast is hosted by Karen Campbell from karencampbellmarketing.com. The producer, editor and composer is Ben Lloyd Evans from bleproduction.com. You can always find out more at smallbusinessbritain.uk. Thank you.